The Blockbusters Podcast is proud to be a member of the Pod Bros Network. You can find us as well as other fantastic podcasts such as Pencil and Ink Review, Another Damn Trivia Show, and The Language of Bromance at podbros.com, as well as on most other fine podcasting services. Now sit back, relax, and prepare to share and enjoy the Blockbusters Podcast. Welcome to episode 81 of the Blokebusters podcast. I'm Paul. And I'm Brian. And today we're going to be talking about a, a little known film, Redemption, called Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. And you can expect lots of terrible jokes like that in this <laughs> one. Uh-huh. Uh, but let's just get this out of the way and I'm not going to try and do this as quick as possible. Oh, no, 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 no. Yes, no pressure this time. Do follow us on Twitter at blokebusters, facebook.com slash blokebusters. You can email us blokebusterpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on our website blokebusters.web.com. And that's mostly up to date at this point. We're also on Instagram at blokebusters. That is also mostly up to date at this point. And you can try looking for us elsewhere, but you might run out of luck at that point because I don't think we're anywhere else. Just uh, polar FBI files, and yeah, you can find us. Yes, there you go. <laughs> if Comey is cooperative. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> I'd, I'd be interested in seeing an FBI file on us. <laughs> I would not. <laughs> All, right. All right. So, yes. So, this, how the this, hell did we get to this movie again? This was my doing, I believe. It, it was, sort of. It was, uh, <laughs> sort of, okay. I was given options and I chose. Yes, and you chose this one. Just so you know, this is fourth in box office gross for sci-fi comedy, according to Box Office Mojo. Really? Yes, would you care to guess what was... one, two, and three are? For sci-fi comedy? Sci-fi comedy. Oh, well, I don't think it is, but I have to go with another shrinking movie, Inner Space. It is not, no. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> okay. It is in order. You just tell me. Yes. In order, Men in Black, one, two, and three. Oh, okay. <laughs> so this is the first in non-Men in Black <laughs> yes, yes, related yes. sci-fi comedies. Yes. And I can tell you the bottom of that list is actually frequently asked questions about time travel, which is actually a really good film, but it has such a limited release that it only made about $28,000. So, yeah, there you go. Well, I don't know if I'd like that one. I have a lot of questions about time travel. <laughs> <laughs> well, in Especially that case, you, in might, movies. you might really enjoy it. It does have Chris really? O'Donnell in it, and uh, it's got two other people in it. It does have Anna Faris in it, but she's actually not bad. Why did you say that negatively? <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. I guess she's not the she's a nice person. Okay, we're not going to Anna Ferris bash, but... Yeah. No, I, um, I, we'll I actually that. don't mind Anna Ferris. It's just that I wouldn't necessarily say she was the best dramatic Oh, my God. Did you, see, did you see Keanu? She's amazing in Keanu. <laughs> I just I watched not, that. I've not uh, seen that yet, but it is, yes. uh, it oh, is in the Oh, she is so good. <laughs> so, she, much in the vein of, like, Neil Patrick Harris playing himself in the Harold and Kumar movies, it's a... 
heightened, I guess, would be the nice way to say it, version of herself. Ah, um, okay. <laughs> yeah, it, it is delightful, to say the, uh, to say the least. Um, but hmm. anyway, I think I was reading, this was the second highest uh, grossing film of 1989. Does that sound right to you? Sounds about right. The uh... I, uh, Number one being a little uh, Michael Keaton flick. Yes, I wonder which one that would be. Hmm. Not multiplicity. (laughs) (laughs) Not Birdman. Yeah, Birdman. Yes, it was uh, on Birdman. Yeah, so I think that was it. And I was actually reading on a a certain well-known website about how a lot of the success they attributed to this was people not being able to get to sold-out showings of Batman. And this was choice B. (laughs) (laughs) For their kids. Yeah, and I can totally see that. Well, would you like to hear some of the alternate names for this that they were going? Oh, I think I might know some of them, but go ahead. Okay, well, let's tell the people that don't know. Yes, the very first one that it was going under was Teeny Weenies. Teeny Weenies, yes. (laughs) And um, and why didn't they choose that one? Well, they basically that, yeah. realized that uh, that sounded way too kiddie for pretty much anyone to go and see. So they, it, they it, yeah, they then decided. And I would to change argue it, it sounds way too inappropriate for anyone to see. Yes, I mean, it, well, <laughs> at least until Sausage Party came out, and then mm, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they, unless they we're talking the. Uh, Donald Trump autobiography film, yes, maybe. There you but, go. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, what was it? The, the answer of the deal, or whatever it was, with Johnny Depp. There. Yeah. Oh, uh huh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yes, they Points. they then decided. Well, why, why don't we change the name to it's a little more accommodating for everyone? So they went with Grounded, and then they changed it mm-hmm. again to The Big Backyard. Big backyard, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then they quite widely decided to change it to a uh, line of dialogue that's actually in the film. So, could you imagine if this was called the big backyard? What would you think it was? I think it'd be about a big backyard. Yeah, <laughs> you go into it and it, you you start out the film and it's just like, okay, it's Rick Moranis playing I, I, inventor. Um, I would think of someone that yeah that lives near a forest or. <laughs> um, a plane of some sort yeah, and, <laughs> and has a very large backyard. And then you don't get that at all. I think you would actually have ground for suing on this one. It's like technically the backyard is no bigger than everyone else's. It is merely mm-hmm. the perspective. It is called, yes, perspective and relative, yes, relative to <laughs> all of that. Yeah, which we might get into. Um, I'm sure we will. Well, <laughs> yes. Uh, so directed by Joe Johnston, um, mm-hmm. who might uh i mean directed one of paul's favorite films i would believe um if i'm not mistaken well yeah. what is that movie paul what? jurassic yeah. park three <laughs> yes yes definitely yes. That's... but more so than that a uh, little robin williams movie called jumanji yeah, it's definitely one of my favorite yeah. films, that one. It's, yes, uh... I know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sadly not on board with you on that one, but I'm glad you enjoy it. And yeah, so I was, uh, I knew I knew this director's name, but I couldn't tell you his resume without looking it up, um, which is absolutely what I've done. Yes, no, I, I, <laughs> did, kind, this, but... I did kind of have to do that. And of course, he was like more recently the director of yes. Captain America, the first Avenger. The first so. Avenger, yes. Um, he's, yeah, so he's got a kind of long-spanning career. That's, uh, 
I don't know the story of him getting Captain America, but that's quite a uh, stretch as far as genre goes. I, I don't can, know. You I know? can only imagine that they really liked Jumanji like I did. And were like, here you go. <laughs> you don't think Jurassic got him the job? No. Okay, no. no <laughs> Not even for the action? Okay. <laughs> I don't even remember three. Was that Vince Vaughn? No. Was that no, Vince that... Vaughn in three? No, Vin Form was the second one. Three Two. was oh, when okay. they William got... H. Macy? Uh, yes, they got William H. Macy and Sam Neill came back and it was like, no, I was on the other island. This is the second one. So. <laughs> ah, that's right. All right. I, I promise you we will talk to Honey, I Trump the Kids at some point. <laughs> yes, we will. <laughs> <laughs> we will get around to it. Yes. So, yes, this had a budget of $18 million and a box office of... And this really surprised me. Worldwide, oh yes, two hundred and twenty-two million seven hundred twenty-four thousand one hundred and seventy-two dollars. I'm mm-hmm. genuinely shocked it actually made that much. And that's not necessarily a like to anything to do with the film. It's just, I'm just kind of shocked that this sort of film made that much money even back then. Like. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I read, I can't find it right now, but even, its opening weekend wasn't huge. It was just kind of a steady workhorse. Of a, like, it just kept pulling in people. Yeah. I, it, I it's kind of like back in the days of word of mouth, you know, just, okay, yeah, go see much. this movie. Yeah, I think it was second in its opening weekend and probably just kind of stayed there. Yeah, and also one of the highest uh, grossing um Video cassettes of 1990. <laughs> so, yes, I would yeah. <laughs> um, So that is a lot of. That's probably you know I don't I know I didn't see it in the theater so that's probably how I came about seeing it you know in my yeah. local videos you know rental place. Um, uh, I, I yeah. think the first time I saw it it was just on TV uh, mm-hmm. in England at some point and I just put it on. It was. Uh, it's something I hadn't really seen before. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, yeah, the genre is, I mean, it's definitely a very specific subgenre, if you want to call it that. But there are, like I alluded to earlier, I guess, precedent for yeah. this genre as far as Space, the TV show, um, the whole shrinking kind of bit, you know. Right. So that wasn't original in and of itself, but this whole, the family dynamic. Um, I think was, you know, bringing that together. Um, Yeah, and this actually, surprisingly, is one of the most successful Disney franchises ever. Really? Yeah, and it spawns... More than the Lizzie McGuire movie, Paul? uh, Probably, (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I find Uh, that hard to be, but okay, if you say so. Yeah, so it it obviously spawned a couple of sequels. There was Honey, I Blew Up the Kid, and then... The director video, Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves, which is okay. And... <laughs> I, I never saw that. I knew I saw Blue Up the Kids, but I never. I don't think I ever saw Shrunk Ourselves. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's um, yeah. it's not bad, but it's clearly like, okay, we, we want to just kind of keep this going, as it were. Because <laughs> uh, okay. Nick and Amy aren't in it. And Adam mm-hmm. is played by someone completely different, so like, yeah. it's it's just uh, it's weird. Kind someone of, uh, else, someone else plays Diane, 
Like Rick Moranis is the only remaining person from. The so first it's a two little films. like the uh, vacation films, <laughs> where the cast changes. <laughs> a little bit, and it's actually kind of kind of funny that you said that because they actually wanted Chevy Chase to play. Yes, Wayne Zelinsky. Yeah. Uh, who else did they want to play? I, I, I also heard John I, Candy. It was, yes. Uh, John yeah. Candy, he turned it down, but he was the one that suggested, hey, why don't you go with Rick Moranis? Awesome, funny guy that's been killing it this entire decade. <laughs> Rick Moranis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it, I, I will say, I was growing up in England, and uh, at the time I did, Rick Moranis, not super well known to people my age (laughs) (laughs) okay yeah i mean outside of honey i shrunk the kids and then of course Spaceballs. uh yeah not not really a a huge feature in british children's upbringing but uh obviously over here (laughs) a little more well known i mean i mean you weren't familiar with lewis tully like come on who doesn't want to see the lewis tully movie well, yes, okay, yeah, yeah. obviously, uh, <laughs> I I was specifically talking about things where, like, he was kind of front and center, uh, but, but yes, right. obvi- obviously, there's nice. <laughs> that, and uh, I believe, was it the last film he did, really, before dropping off, was The Flintstones, where he was Barney Rubble. It could, it could be, yeah, I think it sounds right. And... And again, that that's one that uh, I think maybe we should do at some point. Just a John Goodman, oh. Rick Moranis film that was The Why Flintstones. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm in. All right. Well, I got nothing else to do, Paul. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. There we go. I'll, I'll have All to make right. sure you I write that down a, somewhere. Yeah. All right. It's no going back now. <laughs> um, I did want to mention the writers briefly. Uh, I didn't know if you looked into this at all, Paul, but Stuart Gordon, who was responsible for the story, um, his main other credit was Reanimator, which is hmm. odd. <laughs> I mean, odd yes. that, you know, he, he can span those two subject matters. And then the screenplay by Tom Schulman. Um, some nice credits here. What about Bob and Dead Poets Society? Huh. So. Yeah, um, and then there were a couple others involved, but they were uh, mostly um, like B or movie writers um, right. that contributed to the script. But I really thought that was interesting. You know, what about Bob and Dead Poets Society and Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? Not a bad little resume there. No, um, really. And, and I can <laughs> yeah. actually say I kind of get why you would get horror writers in this because. I mean, definitely, it it kind of sounds like something out of a horror film. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's yeah. kind of the reverse of Attack of the Fifty Foot Woman or Them or <laughs> stuff like that. Is rather than small things being big, it's the other way around. So yeah, being scared of large things now you're scared of tiny things, but you're yeah. also tiny. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I also heard that Martin Short was initially attached to play Wayne. Um, yeah. Did you did you catch that at all? I did not, but I, I, I would only want to see that if he was a uh, Mr. Uh, Glick. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the whole time that'd be okay. That that would be interesting. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think we did okay with Moranis. I was uh, expressing some concern with a friend of mine 
uh, uh-huh. not like I was needed to watch this for the right. podcast, and I was slightly <laughs> concerned that it wasn't going to hold up. Um, my friend echoed those sentiments, and I was saying, I think Moranis will get me through. Um, and then, as the movie played, I forgot how little he is in this movie. Yes, like, he- surprisingly, not a lot. It's mostly the kids, which, as you know, that as the story goes, it should be. Yes. But I, I was really looking forward to those Moranis gold <laughs> moments, and he does come through in spades. We'll get to that. But, yes. I don't know, where do you want to go here? I mean, should we delve into the cast or I- like, the plot? I mean... If you aren't familiar, if you haven't, go ahead, Paul. Uh, I was going to say, uh, I've got the cast list written down here, along with a couple of uh, little side things of where they've come from or been. So obviously Rick Moranis is Wayne Zielinski. And then Marsha Strassman, is that how you would say that one? Uh, I would say Marsha Strassman, yeah. Yeah, as Diane Zielinski. Uh, Amy O'Neill is Amy Zielinski, so... That that must have been weird on set, like having the same name as your uh, your character there, uh, Robert Olive Olivari oh, Olivari, because it's Oliver I is actually how it's spelled. Uh, as Nick or Nicky Selinsky, you might recognise him as Kevin from Edward Scissorhands, since he is Winona Ryder's brother. Yes. In that. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. And then, of course, you got uh, Max Hedrum himself, Matt Frewer, as Russell or Russ Thompson Sr., the next-door neighbor. Christine Sutherland as May Thompson. Thomas Wilson Brown, which uh, is, is quite the name there, as uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Russell... Sounds Russ... like he should be in the Trump cabinet. Thomas exactly, Wilson yes. <laughs> as uh, Russell Russ Thompson Jr., and Jared Rushton, otherwise known as the friend of Tom Hanks from Big, as, Billy. as Ronald Ron Thompson. And, and also, let's not overlook Charlie from Overboard. Uh, well, yes. that's, <laughs> Jared Rushton also calling in the 80s. Okay, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, and that is it for basic people that take up the majority of the run time. Mm-hmm. There, are, there are a couple of people that are just kind of turning up randomly but uh yeah that that's about it <laughs> so, pretty much yeah <laughs> so yes what were there any things where you were watching it and you were like oh they're in it they're in it now i mean i guess i guess uh, like the first time jared russian popped up like it was that kind of snap your fingers <laughs> where, where do i know him from what do i know him from yeah and then it like oh yeah Shimmy, shimmy, cocoa pup. Got it. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then I was good. Um, yeah, and then that... Amy O'Neill, who plays Amy. Um, I just kept thinking, uh, like, oh, my gosh, she has such a familiarity about her. Even though, I I mean, I looked into it, and I don't really know any of her other credits, uh, per right. se. But I I started referring to her in my brain through the rest of the watch as Little Laura Dern. Um, because she had, yeah. I don't know, I just think she has a Laura Dern or possibly Helen Hunt quality to her. Yes, I, I can um, see that. Um, yeah. yeah and, so I just, I mean this, yeah, kind of square-jawed but still attractive, you know. Um, and her last and, film role yeah. or her last acting role mm-hmm. is uh, from Attack of the Five-Foot-Two-Inch Woman. Okay. <laughs> and, she, and she was German skater. 
in that. So oh, she wasn't the five foot two foot five foot two woman. As she she was not. No. Oh, um, okay. Yes. Uh, uh, let's say I, I looked into all of these people just to see, like, oh, so what else have they done? And it basically turned out that she quit acting because all of the scripts she was getting required her to have some form of nudity in it. So she was like, okay, uh, I'm done. Well, yeah, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, not to mention, we did have a f- quite a few sexist lines in this film. I mean, yes, it was the 80s, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't blame her at all there. Um, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. So apparently she is now just a performer-comedian. So. Oh, good for her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Happy to hear that. Oh, where do we want to dive in here to this um, wonderful eighties romp? I, I honestly don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, were you aware that? Um, I mean, either in any research or did you know up ahead that um, the uh, theatrical release contained an animated short? Yes, I. Yeah, I would with because one of our I actually rabbits. Yes, Mister Mister Roger. Um, they they actually uh the first couple of times I saw it on TV they put the short before it really yeah I I've never seen t- it's called Tummy Trouble if you don't know yes um, it, it's basi- um, it is basically about Roger is looking after the baby and then there's some issue with the rattle and they end up going to the hospital so. I might have seen this, and I just like kind of just blended it into the its own film, you know. Yeah. But that sounds very familiar. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's definitely one of those things mm-hmm. where, like, chances are you've seen it, but mm-hmm. but you probably can't name where you saw it and when. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and I'm sure a lot of people that ended up seeing it in the cinema would now not be able to tell you where it was they saw it until. They listen to this and then they go, "Oh yeah, there you go." Yeah, I was surprised. This was their first Disney, their being Disney, their first short since '65, and it cost nearly two million dollars. Wow! For Tommy Trouble, that is a shitload of money to put at the front of your movie. Yeah, I mean that <laughs> for maybe, a seven-minute short. Maybe that had something to do with just the cast, though. Given the- I don't know, but those shorts work. I mean. <laughs> How much did we talk about? What was it in front of? Was it in front of Wreck It Ralph? Or... Uh, Paperboy, yeah. Pa- I mean, just these. Disney gets a lot of things right, and that's one of them. Are putting these just captivating shorts in front of their films, and it's it, it's just this wonderful little bonus um, yeah, that a lot of people look forward to. And I'm really happy that's kind of still a thing. Yeah. Uh, what was the one that was the uh, was it Piper or something? I forget what movie that was in front of. But uh, with a little uh, like baby seagull at the beach. Oh yeah, well that that one actually, like that that was a weird one though because they sort of released that a while ago, but they only mm-hmm. just put it in front of a film like recently. Yeah, I can't recall what what film it was, but I mean it, it's just gorgeous. I mean, <laughs> obviously yeah. they have the funds to make it look gorgeous, and it should look gorgeous, but it does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, back to um, the shrinking of the children here. Yes, um, indeed. <laughs> I like I like someone pointed out that, like uh, in the uh, trivia or goof there, that it's 
should be shrank the kids. Honey, I shrank the kids. I think it was like some grammar society. Yes. Like, <laughs> complained that honey, I shrank the kids. Yeah. So thank you for the word shrunk, I guess. Yeah, uh, certainly. Um, technically, shrunk is a word. The problem is mm-hmm. like how you use it in a sentence. So I can... Yeah. Um, <laughs> but either way, this would be incorrect. <laughs> yes, <laughs> in this context. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. but you know, to be fair, the person saying it is a bit of an absent-minded genius type person. So, yes, the correct grammar yeah. was probably not going through his head as he was no. trying to get across the fact that uh, he was responsible for the miniaturization of his children and the people next door. So. <laughs> Sure. Okay. So, should we attempt to delve into the plot at some point? Sure. Yes. Um, <laughs> okay. Do you want to take a crack, or should I? Well, let's see here. Um, I'm going to try to go anti-IMDb if I go for it, but yeah. Right. Well, I would say, let's see, trying to sum it up in a few, yeah, couple of sentences here. Um, after a mishap with a shrinking machine... Two sets of siblings are shrunk down and thrown out in the trash and now need to work their way back to the house to somehow get themselves unshrunk. Okay. (laughs) Or (laughs) re-embiggened. Yes, re-biggie size. Yeah. I would only add to that maybe that that, um, initially we we find out the existence of this laser or or whatever is um, Rick Moranis is a scientist of sorts and he's trying to sell this plan as a way to move cargo, I believe, quickly or more efficiently to shrink it down and then, you know, you re-bigify it <laughs> at its destination. <laughs> um, and, of course, he's laughed out of his meeting. And then, you know, of course, um, like, as you said, where you picked up the uh, the kids uh, suffer an unfortunate shrinking or shrunking of it. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, yes, it, and also his furniture. Yeah, and, it, and, <laughs> at, and then one of the, like, getting to this as well, like, the crux of it at the beginning is that it never works for him. So like, every single time he's he thinks he's getting somewhere and then it either just explodes the object or like, it just doesn't work. And there's actually a line later when they're having to tell the next door neighbors that their kids have been shrunk by this machine. And of course, Matt Furrow just saying, are you saying this machine blew up my kids? It's like, no, no, of course not. There would be pieces of them everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Jumping ahead is, like, one of my favorite lines. I wrote that down in my notes. Like, yeah, if the machine blew up the kids, there would be pieces of them everywhere. <laughs> yeah. It's so great. Oh, yeah. I love it. And then it is just Diane just <laughs> kind of just <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, there would be a little bit of them all over the place. Oh, my God. Yeah, fantastic. Oh, yeah. Um, So was it a... I'm having trouble thinking of multiple um, examples, but it's just for some reason in my head, it seems like it was kind of a trope in the 80s to have these crazy inventions. Or at least, like, like, you know, like the dad in Gremlins 
with you know always looking for the big idea. Uh, yeah, you have that uh, data in the Goonies, who has all of his little you know utility belt of inventions. It yeah. just seemed like I don't know if that was. I'm sure there's a psychological reason for that. Um, well, I, I, think, I think why we probably, were so interested in these little tools. Well, probably the reason for that was at that time is when technology really started to kind of jump forward because you know, you had uh, you started to get Walkmans at the beginning of the 90s, so clearly they were working on stuff like that, and it was just a lot of people who were big into computers and stuff like that were starting to become, you know, big celebrities like Steve Jobs, for instance, and Apple and all mm-hmm. that, and that was starting to take off. So I think what happened was the nerd became cool for like half a that decade. That was the beginning, yeah. And, uh-huh. and like that's kind of how some of these came in. And then, you know, obviously, if you're going to have a, a character who is not necessarily a neglectful father, but someone who is very distracted. Like, mm-hmm. well, I would say neglectful, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, neglectful through his not through intent, but through his actions. Yes, definitely yeah. not. I mean, uh, what mm-hmm. would be the other flubber? Actually, would be a good one. The the Robin Williams one because you know, he's just so yeah. into his work that he doesn't realize everything else that's going on. I'm sure, yeah, if we took time, I'm sure we'd come up with a half a dozen more easily. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the interest of time. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, but just I imagine like that, that I that edited out one, a bunch. Yeah. That was one of my first thoughts watching this, is, like, just all the inventions around the house. Um, Amy notifying that, you know, breakfast is ready for the dad, that whole invention, you know, just yeah. the, yeah, everything in the kitchen. Yeah. Well, and I, I mean, you know, I would like to see some of these things, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I'd, I'd like to get notified. I do feel like they might have been slightly ripping off Back to the Future for that one. Oh yeah, 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 mm-hmm. just a little bit. But, uh, yeah, true. Whatever. I can see that there. <laughs> okay, <laughs> if, if you're gonna if you're gonna steal, steal from the best. So there you go. Uh, hey, exactly. That's what I say. Uh, <laughs> actually, you said it, but I'm agreeing with it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, where do you want to go from here? Um, well, I mean, I... I have pages of notes, so... All right, well... <laughs> this is the most, probably the most research and note-taking I've done in probably a year for any of our podcasts, so... I'll tell you what, why don't we just go off your notes and just, uh... <laughs> All right, um, what really struck me about this, uh, this film was the sets. I, I mean, yes. I think they... I mean, this movie came at a time when, yes, we had already had Star Wars 12 years earlier, you know, that uh, effects were available. They weren't great if you didn't have ILM's budget. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) not many people did. Uh, Other than, you know, effects companies didn't. Other than, you know, ILM was pretty much the only game in town around. Um, So things do look a little rough, but the amount of practical effects in this and then just the sheer set building and time it must have taken for these giant sets of (laughs) blades of grass, of, you know, just the rocks, the the animatronics, uh, everything in here. I mean, yeah, it's dated. Of course it's going to look dated, but I was just struck by 
the amount of work this must have taken. Yeah. And so that I felt like it was one of the stars of the films or the sets. Oh. Like I really appreciated them. They yeah, definitely. And uh, I don't know if you ever went to Universal Studios in Orlando, but they had basically part of that, or at least they rebuilt it or whatever, as sort of a kid's playground area. So mm-hmm. you went through the blades of grass and then you had some of the stuff to play mm-hmm. on and climb on. So, and just walking into that and you start to go, oh, yeah, this, <laughs> they, they really yeah, did build all of these Yeah, that would all things. be shot digitally now. It would definitely all be in the computer. Yeah. You're on a green screen. I mean, just it's going to save time and money and... Yeah, you can do it quickly with a software program. But that, yeah, it's uh, the, the the battle sequences with like the insects and stuff did look a little rough. And, you know, you get that choppy, not quite 24 frame a second yes. <laughs> motion. And you're like, yeah, it looks a little rough. But yeah, it was def- it definitely uh, did a good job of bringing you into the world there. Um, and so I do love it for that. For, yeah. for just having real sets. Well, and and kind of talking about some of that then, because so you had the real sets, and then obviously they had the giant ant and the giant scorpion mm. and all that. Anti. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, see, uh, the one thing that I actually still find a little difficult to watch is that scene <laughs> with Anti. Wait, can we uh, back up just a second? Because I was reading a trivia thing on imdb and they were i mean i guess any user can submit these things i don't know if that's true or not but mm-hmm. they were saying the name of the ant is andy as an a-n-d as in dog y and i'm like no it's no. anti it's just yeah. ant with a y right exactly yeah because yeah so the point they were trying e. to make was that um any uh um soldier be or not be an ant or whatever or any you know scout would be a female the male stay inside the colony and yeah. like oh it wouldn't be called andy and well first of all that like i had so many i really want to get a hold of this person because one <laughs> andy mcdowell fuck you yeah. woman <laughs> so there's point there's bullet one in your uh in your case and then i'm like no it's andy not andy yeah. So thank you for for uh, making sure my ears are still working correctly as well. Uh, yeah, yeah that wouldn't really bug me. Yeah, I, I don't understand why you would think it would be Andy because, I mean, number one, even if this did start out as a kid film and that's still left over from that, it, it's these kids have befriended an ant. Yes. What else would you call it? <laughs> yeah, we're Except, just randomly going to call it Andy. Yeah. yeah, I mean, even Adam <laughs> would make more sense than Andy. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. For those of you that didn't get that, Adam Ant. There you go. Uh, yes, there you are. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, def- definitely Andy. But yeah, mm-hmm. the um, the scene with Andy and the scorpion is still like that one of like you don't expect it it really does come out of nowhere <laughs> and yeah I, uh-huh. I thought it was like i mean obviously difficult to watch but, uh, <laughs> but a wonderful it is a scene. little frustrating how much they make you give a shit about a stupid ant <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean i'm like um 
Yeah, and I had forgotten that it was a scorpion. I'm like, oh, God, is it a spider? Because I fucking hate spiders. And I'm like, if it's a spider, I'm looking away because yeah. I couldn't remember. And I'm like, oh, so happy to see a scorpion. Yeah. <laughs> never been more happy to see a scorpion in my yeah. life. So, uh, so wait, uh, uh, not that I want to make any phobias worse or anything like that, but so rather than an eight-legged creature that you don't like, it's an eight-legged yeah. creature with a stinger that you don't mind. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to see either in my apartment, <laughs> um, but on screen, for some reason, visually, I can deal with that. Yeah, fair enough. Over, I really don't want to explore it too much, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Uh, uh-huh. let's just just skip right over that. <laughs> skip yes. to the end. Um, but yeah, I did have some issues with Auntie. Uh, why does he give a crap about these kids that attacked? One, attacked him. Two, tricked him. And three, enslaved him. And now he's going to defend them? Mm-hmm. I, uh, I, I don't I like I believe it. the basic <laughs> idea behind that is they ended up feeding him. And okay, because he, he was having such a hard time on his own feeding himself. <laughs> yes. He was doing just fine with that giant cream pie till they came in. Yes, it's basically he just... <laughs> yeah. He liked Ron, <laughs> I think, was the thing that was... Uh... Okay. And so, yes, he has this human emotion of love. And, yeah, I know yeah. I'm ripping into a kid's movie. But <laughs> <laughs> still, I'm like, come on, that Anne doesn't give a shit. It no. can't give a shit. <laughs> but either way. <laughs> yes, well, yeah. if that um, wasn't the case, then uh, I guess Trevor, yeah, Ron would have just died, basically. Yeah, I think. Absolutely. Uh, I did read in the original script there are five kids and one of them did die. So that was a little darker uh, original screenplay. Yeah, so that, that must have been when the horror writers were still like <laughs> flexing their muscles. Exactly. Uh, I want to know how they got it. Was it the B? I mean, you have, I kind of wrote them down. There's like four to five like main action sequences that kind of break up the film. Yeah. Um,. I think the first one is what probably is that probably the B sequence. Um, um, I think so. Let, let me just have a yeah. quick, uh, quick mental check. I mean, after here. the shrinking um, and after they get out of the trash bag, it's not too long until um, Nick is in the the flower. Yeah, no, and it's uh, well. I mean, technically, yeah. I guess the action scene, the first real action, would be when uh, Wayne is trying to break the machine and then like sweeping them up into the bag. So that itself kind of like, Oh yeah, I suppose. Yeah. I suppose you call that the, the cleanup seat. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And then before, and then, yes, the, oh, leave the B and then, hmm. I'm actually not sure um, what happened before the Before this though, a little bit, did you catch this one at all before the B sequence? I think it was minutes before, if not shorter than that. We have a a reference that all kids are gonna love. You know how to whistle, right? You put your lips together and blow. Yeah, it is a Lauren Bacall reference from The Have and Have Not. Yeah, I think that's like nineteen forty four. Oh, kids love that movie. Yeah, I'm like, who is getting this reference? 
And that well, had to be for grandma and grandpa. Well, that. I don't know about theater. you, but uh-huh. you know, I was raised on studio era films, so clearly everyone okay. was. Okay. <laughs> no, all yes, right. It was well, very not much... all of us were so fortunate. But, yeah. <laughs> yes, very much completely out there type line. I, I think that was a scriptwriter going, oh, I'm so clever. I'm just going to write this in there. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to hide this one in here and no one will get it. And I'm like, ah, I know that one. Yeah, like, come on, that's an easy one. But yeah. Uh, and also, after the B sequence, brings us to one of my favorite Wayne lines when um, the wife, what's her name again? I'm sorry, I'm just calling uh, her the Diane. wife right now. Diane just gives him a quizzical look. And there was a B on me. <laughs> it's, just, it's it's not a great line but his i mean you gotta imagine rick moranis's delivery on it it's just yes. perfect yeah come on rick, there was a bee on me yeah yeah okay. what else would i get <laughs> why would i be swinging around crazily <laughs> uh and then yeah you got the sprinkler sequence directly after that yep uh with the giant water droplets splashing everywhere <laughs> Uh, yeah. Yes, and uh, then CPR we needed, and then a line which mm. which seemed like just a kind of throwaway joke, where it's like, "Oh, how'd you learn how to do that?" And it was just French class. Uh huh. And oh, then, don't worry, Paul. There will be a big payoff. Let's not oh, get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> oh yes, I, I was going to say like <laughs> that comes out, and then everyone in the audience just goes. Oh. Uh, and then, yeah, that was like the most groan-worthy. Yeah. <laughs> and then moving mm. on, and then into the ant. See all that. Yes. Uh, um, so did you catch this line in there? So we've already established. Uh, I mean, Nick would not have survived in the eighties if it was my opinion, because he would need epipens everywhere. Um, yes. <laughs> he's he's allergic to pollen. Yes, he is. Um, uh, somehow. We catch an Amy line that says, during the ant battle, like trying to get Auntie in their control, you're allergic to ants. <laughs> Did you hear that? That is in there. I, I backed it up because I didn't believe my, believe I heard it the first time. That, and then, yes, I, yes, I per- had the captioning on. You are allergic <laughs> to ants. <laughs> I've never heard of an ant allergy. I don't know how you treat an ant allergy. Yeah, <laughs> but um, Nick has it. and I, But he's still able to write an ant the rest of the movie. Yes, the, the only thing I can think of is maybe what they're referring to as an ant bite, and they just have some very bad <laughs> writing in there. It's just, hey, no, hey, your skin's going to get slightly swollen. Watch out. <laughs> yeah, like he, yeah, he wakes up in the morning after the Lego, and he's like, I can't see. It's just puffed up. <laughs> uh, that'd been great. Yeah. That one struck out to me. I'm like, how did that one get through? <laughs> That's a first draft line that snuck all the way through. But <laughs> oh, they're having fun, those horror writers. Uh, <laughs> um, did you notice? Uh, I didn't notice in, this in the continuity uh, mentions in IMDb, but Amy's shirt, I thought, went from rather muddy to rather unmuddy for the rest of the film. Yes. I, did you? I, okay. I imagine that probably what happened was she said. Like, I, I don't really want to be stuck in this sort of thing. And they were like, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, it, I, I get the feeling that this yeah, is one of those Yeah, clean, drippy, wet. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I sort of got the feeling that this was one of those films where they didn't necessarily expect it to do 
brilliantly. So they were just like mm. sort of accommodating for that sort of stuff. I suppose, uh, yeah. Shoes, uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, why didn't Wayne tell his his wife immediately what happened? Like, she's worried sick about these kids. Like, the only one, really, that's, like, super concerned about the whereabouts of her children, the neighbors, I mean, which we haven't even really gotten into the neighbors a whole lot. Like, seriously, she seems like the only one that's super concerned, and he takes a long time to tell them the um, the titular line. I mean, he doesn't say honey, but he says, I shrunk the kids. Yes, he does. <laughs> I mean, we, it's a long time to get to there. Uh, I think he should have came forth with that information a little sooner, but... <laughs> <laughs> then yeah, of course you, we don't get our entertaining film. Yeah, you'd think, especially since like he even puts together that weird sling thing that he just goes like mm-hmm. flying over the the garden in, mm-hmm. and like then after that it's like yeah okay fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for American listeners, a an English garden is a yard. So yes, <laughs> um, I refer you to Shaun of the Dead. There's a girl in the garden. In the garden, there's a girl. Yes. Or did I reverse that? <laughs> okay. No, I, I believe yeah. that's it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yes, if I am to use the word garden, I am referring to the area in the back of a house where there's grass. That is he's not called, Yeah, he's not referring to a little spot where your tomatoes and peppers are growing. No. Yes. Uh, no. <laughs> I mean that is mm. technically also a garden, but there's a garden in the garden. So there you go. There's a garden in the garden. Okay. Yes. Wow. Now we're getting confusing. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So, could the neighbors be a little more neglectful of their kids? <laughs> I, mean, I think so. <laughs> you think they could be? I don't know. They're just getting ready for this camping trip, and well, uh, I, they could have just gone. Yeah. I mean, they could have yeah. just gone. In, in case you didn't hear, eighty bucks. I mean, come it, on. Uh, I know. I mean, that's a lot. Of, I mean, hey, this, that's nineteen eighty nine, eighty bucks. That's probably like a hundred bucks. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, non refundable, Paul. Yeah. Um, so that that was such a. I think that was one of my favorite lines in the entire film. It's just why he's just like, yeah, oh, please, and then the horn goes off to eighty bucks, man. <laughs> Oh, I loved uh, Big Russ so much in this. He's such a wonderful asshole in this. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> and um, uh, they, actually, one of the... This is obviously jumping ahead quite a lot to mm-hmm. the end there. Um, so, yes. And in case you haven't figured it out by now, spoilers and all that, but uh, at, at the oh, very course. end, when he is shrunk down to test the machine... Obviously, it's like it's kind of big moment where he's like, you know, no, like I I need to do this to to help out the kids, and then he comes, but he grows back up, and then he puts on his hat, and it doesn't fit. Do you know why it doesn't fit? Yeah, it got shrunk. No, cause, <laughs> no, uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, because you know he he gives the hat to May, and when he gets it back, like obviously the the like on the face of it implication is that oh no he got he got brought back up to full size but maybe a little bit smaller because uh, the hat's now suddenly too big for him but I don't know if you noticed it May takes out the cigarettes that he's hiding in his hat 
Because like, ah. he, he hands her the hand and uh, there's, well, I can't remember exactly which shot it is, but you see her take the cigarettes out. Hmm. I did not catch that, no. I could have been, I was trying to not pause as much, so maybe I was writing a note down, but yeah. yeah I didn't, uh, just catch that. Yeah, it, it's something that hmm. I, did, I didn't really notice oh, until nice I was watching it for this. <laughs> so. uh, I love that. Oh, like I said, Big Russ is the best. <laughs> um, almost as good as Miranda's. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I'd love to see a film with Matt Furrow and Rick Moranis as like a comedy film with those two being the leads in something else, like not just a kid's film. Like some, something where they could just go off. Could both of them... Hmm. Uh, fantastic improvisers so mm-hmm. it would be really fun to see should we back up a whole lot here and in case <laughs> anyone doesn't know or is too lazy to use their google <laughs> on their phone <laughs> why rick moranis why we haven't seen him in over 20 some years sure go ahead. i mean i'm what you're certain i'm sure you're familiar but i can quickly go through it if you want or i, 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 I just think it's it. important to note yeah, it it it's been a while since I've actually really looked into it. So yeah, I I imagine you wrote it down. So I mean, yeah. I don't actually have it written down. So if I get a thing or two wrong, then I mean, I'm okay with that. I'm just gonna go very casually over it. But well, yeah, it, go, essentially, go he had a family. Still, you know, still does. Um, but his wife became ill. Um, sadly, passed away, uh, and. He chose to become a full-time family man to prioritize and take care of his kids. And acting took a serious backseat um, to the extent where he just dropped away completely um, to raise his family. So that's essentially – I mean you can understand why we haven't seen him in forever. And then he just I, – I, I've read articles where he is not – unopposed to a quote-unquote comeback uh, a lot of, like dave Chappelle. yeah um but he just hasn't seen that right script for him that is worthy of that uh, no. so <laughs> i would love if that whatever happened you know i was really looking forward to a cameo in ghostbusters 2016 but yeah. of course that didn't happen but yeah that's why he you know dropped off the map was it after the Flintstones? Was that the last one? I think. Um, I, th- I think. Well, um, I no, think technically, it, yeah. Honey We Shrunk Ourselves because that was in '97. Oh. oh, okay. And yeah. then I think he but, did voiceover stuff after that. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, yeah, that's about it. So, but anyway, like, I, I have just got to come. I, I am a huge Rick Moranis fan, and yes. <laughs> I would love for him to be in something again. And I, I would love to see him do something a little more dramedy. You know, with a little, um, yeah. not just screwball, silly comedy, but with so a little pathos to it. And yeah, so maybe I, like his uh, Saint Vincent type thing, right? He's yeah, exactly, or Broken Flowers, or you know, thing. Yeah, we're double doubling down on Bill Murray there, but yeah, <laughs> yeah never a bad idea to double down on Bill Murray. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, so yeah, just to back up there, that's that's kind of where Rick Moranis has been. In case you were unaware, and you can Google and correct me with anything I fucked up yeah. there. But yeah, so <laughs> I, I <laughs> essentially, believe... he had bigger fish to fry. Uh, yes, and I, I believe, if I can remember correctly, which I probably don't. But he said something along the lines of that he hadn't retired. He was just getting very picky 
So <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> he was getting anti Johnny Depp. <laughs> yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, I mean, yeah. to, to be honest, I would have loved to have seen Rick Moranis playing Donald Trump in The Art of the Deal, but... Uh... Oh, my God, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I'm loving Baldwin's, though, right now. He's so good. Like, <laughs> last night's episode was kind of shitty. Uh, this yeah. recorded on a Sunday, folks, in case you can piece that together. But <laughs> <laughs> I still love, uh, yeah, his Trump. It's fantastic. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, so I need to kind of get caught up on those myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it wasn't the best. Um, but anyway, um, did it strike you that uh, Rick Moranis is, I have um, named him the king of funny helmet wearers? <laughs> <laughs> because, I mean, it's not a lot to choose from, but yeah. he's good. <laughs> so we have, of course, the uh, strainer from Ghostbusters. Yes. <laughs> and and, we and then the, we have the, we can't breathe in this the thing. headlamp. Yeah, can't breathe this thing. And then the headlamps and all this stuff in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. I yes. mean, no one can wear a helmet funnier than Rick Moranis, in my opinion. Yeah, and uh, the opening of Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves, he basically has kind of what was the precursor to a mobile phone where he had this giant solar-powered helmet that he was talking on the phone to and he had to walk all across the yard, like, oh, no, I'm losing you. Hang on. It's just a swiveling thing on the top of his head. So, <laughs> yeah, I think they want to get him in as many weird big head things as possible. It works. I don't know. I just, I'm smiling now. I'm cracking open the thought. I love it. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, where to go? Um, I did have a thought. I don't know. We probably should get to the uh, closing of the film here. I think we've Need yes. to wrap up here soon, probably. <laughs> um, uh, it struck me that May either is done with this marriage or she has a very hefty life insurance policy in place <laughs> on Big Russ because she puts up zero fight on him being the guinea pig <laughs> to shrink yes. and rebigify. It's like, oh no, you sure? Okay, if you're sure, <laughs> go for it. Yeah, it, it's basically the uh, what, what was it? Is it like Ned Flanders? being the one kicked out of the nuclear shelter in the Simpsons. Mm. And, and he's like, and she's like, oh, no, you don't go. It's like, okay, you, you have to save the kid. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah that, that's, it is basically just like, I'm just going to keep stepping back because I remember the bits of them everywhere line from earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I don't want to get, quote, unquote, applesauce all over me. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> your applesauce your personal applesauce all yes over. yeah yes the red applesauce mm. uh. <laughs> <laughs> with cinnamon mm. yeah oh, yeah interesting. <laughs> all right <laughs> um, yeah so essentially yeah go ahead right i yeah, don't know where i was going with that no nah, it is just kind of interesting to think because obviously she seems like the kind of wife that's just been not physically, but you know, beaten down over the years. <laughs> well, this is okay. yeah, a very, yeah, a very sexist time. I mean, we do have the the lines of uh, "Your sister isn't bad for a girl." Yes, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, you let a girl tell you what to do. I think those are all little rust lines. Um, yes. but essentially, yeah, he he's the one that's more like his dad. And uh, yeah, I, I think it's definitely a time where yeah she 
doesn't have a whole lot of say. She's kind of the uh, <laughs> the more comical version of the wife in uh, American Beauty, Chris Cooper's wife. <laughs> Sorry to go to that dark with things, but yes, <laughs> yeah, not really a forefront. All right, we got to turn this round into a little, something a little happier here. I just brought the <laughs> fucking thing down. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, well, um, Cheerios. How about some Cheerios? You want yes, some Cheerios, Paul? lovely Cheerios. Nineteen eighty nine product placement. Very much so. Yes. Just, uh, uh, can you think of any other cereal he could have been eating where this would have worked in the slightest? And uh, maybe Lucky Charms, and they could have got, got up on one of the marshmallow I don't even pieces. know. Was, I don't even know. Was Lucky Charms around in eighty nine? I don't uh, know. I have no clue. <laughs> I, I hope so. I hope I was eating Lucky Charms in 1989. I'd be really upset if I wasn't. <laughs> I, can, I can tell you I, I wasn't, recall. but that's not helpful. I know you weren't because, yes, you're six years younger than me. But yeah. I was like, yes. Yes, I would have been two years old and also Lucky Charms isn't available in the UK. So th- those oh, two things well, together. You had a couple of things against you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, the odds were not yes. forever in your favor. Yes. Yeah, so uh, Basically, yeah. I, I think they would have had a choice between what Cheerios and Fruit Loops if Fruit Loops existed then. <laughs> Those are the Probably, only two yeah, ones that could have yeah. worked. <laughs> There's really, I can't think of too many other O shaped, yeah, things that would have worked out there. Yeah. Uh, apparently those were uh, like tires that were in, or like covered in like this foam and painted like truck tires that were the Cheerios which like fucking yeah. fascinating <laughs> like that is movie making to me I love it yeah you, yeah, you genuinely wouldn't be shots. able to know yeah. it looked good yeah yeah and uh, the, the only problem <laughs> I, don't I want that there the, the only problem I had with the scene was obviously he ducking down into the milk to try not not to be scooped up and eaten. But, yes, but there was one visible. Yeah, there was one where he's ducked down and then Wayne goes in with a spoon and it's like, there's no way you missed him. I mean, if you missed him, <laughs> if you didn't get him on the spoon, you at least hit hey, him have with you ever it. been trying to scoop up a charm and lucky charm? I mean, it, those things are fucking invasive. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're scooping yes. in there and you got that and it just... Whoop, that milk just scooped it all off, and yeah, I don't know. I'm letting I'm letting that have a pass. Well, I mean, fair enough if it was a lucky charm, but it's uh, it's, it's a <laughs> human a being, <laughs> a miniature oh, human. <laughs> I guess I guess you got me there, don't you? All right. Yes. Well, and mm-hmm. well, and okay. Why don't we just bring back the thing that I mentioned earlier in that like the very end of the film is it's going out on a fade out uh, of mm. on a giant milk bone treat because you know now the shrink ray has just been used to enlarge things. So <laughs> let's let's get our dog super fat. Yeah. And then of course it's zooming out and then you hear, wait a minute and it zooms back out. Oh it's coming and, back. And then Nick just goes French class, and then like, and this is what four or five months later, like it's taken him that long to get this joke. Is it that long later? I, I mean, I it, thought it was just immediate future. I I like don't know, a few days later because it, it seemed like they're going on some sort of summer fishing holiday, and at the end of the okay. film, it's Thanksgiving. Ah. Uh. So wow! Like, he is, yeah, he, he is true. Then that's—he's not only very slow yeah. off the mark, but also our 
willing to bet that nobody sitting at the table, including the kids, remember what it is he's laughing at. So he is officially just laughing at the words French class at Thanksgiving. <laughs> he's just exposing himself to be an insane person. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he's just schizophrenic and laughing at the word French class. Yeah, th- this is this such is a, the point such where... A genius. Yeah, so that Wayne and uh, Diane just look at each other and he's like, uh, oops, is, is that a problem with the shrink ray I need to work out? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was not the best note to end the movie on. I mean, it was it was not a good joke to begin with and then to have it as a callback. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it kind of sunk things but should we get to our final uh our final thoughts a la jerry springer here sure yes um yeah. but do you want to go first or shall i uh, uh i will toss it to you i don't i wasn't going to go with a our typical blockbuster rating just an overall feel but whatever whatever you want to do I, you know continue well, to you yeah i mean a big problem i have when it comes to this sort of film if we were going to rate it is that not only is this, uh, I mean, this film in particular, very nostalgia heavy. Like, yes, if, you, if exactly. you didn't, if you watched this film growing up, it it's gonna have that to it. If you didn't watch this film going growing up, you're probably not gonna want to watch it. Like, that's, <laughs> there's no yeah, real... there's really no reason to watch it now unless it's a revisit. Yeah, and I know it's actually been like a little while during the. Netflix ones that we've actually given a review for it, but we're not going to do it again here. It is just an overall feel. I really enjoyed rewatching this. There, there are a couple of bits in it where it's like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. And and as you mentioned, just watching some of the practical effects in the in the film, it's it's so cool to see. That. And like you said, you don't see that now because. CG is getting cheaper, so everyone's just CGing everything, and it was just—it was a lot of fun to kind of jump back into this. And I almost didn't really feel like I was watching a kids' film for the most part, because it—it does feel more like just a, a standard film, and then you kind of realize at the end, like. Oh yeah, this was made by Disney. Cause there's it's a very feel-good ending to it, and all of that sort of thing. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yes, and uh, the only other thing I will say is, uh, fuck that scorpion. Fuck <laughs> 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 you, you. Rest in peace, Auntie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So I will say, uh, it had probably been over twenty years since I'd seen this. Right. Um, I am old, so... <laughs> yes, no, it had been a while for me, too. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going probably early 90s was the last time I saw this on, you know, rental, as I right. earlier alluded to. Um, it sadly... I will say some good things, but it sadly did not hold up for me in the way I wanted it to. Right. Um, I, I think it is a slightly, very slightly above average kids quest film um you know um it is disney so yes of course it has the feel good um full house ending (laughs) everybody learns a lesson woohoo uh you know moment there at the end um 
the set I, I talked on it earlier the sets really really were just awing just uh, I loved them I mean I mean that's really just kind of I connected with the film in a nostalgic sense to having seen it and in a sense to a time when those sorts of movies were made and how they were made. Um, So I really appreciated it on that level. Um, Just the action and the acting um, apart from Moranis um, and a couple of other lines here and there really didn't do a whole lot for me and it kind of fell flat uh, and very trope heavy as far as that genre goes. Yeah. So it's just very kind of average for me now. Whereas I really, really, really remember loving this movie um, so it's kind of one of those I sort of uh, on the surface regret rewatching, um, yeah. just because I, you know, it held that really special place and it kind of took a hit for me just slightly. Um, there's still a lot of good stuff. Like you said, if you're already familiar with the film, I don't want to shit on it. Uh, it's a special part of your childhood. I totally get it. Um, that's how Goonies is for me. I wouldn't want people, you know, shitting all over Goonies, um, but it just didn't really hold up the way I wanted. Um, yeah, um, yeah. It's still all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, it, a, lot of, a lot of things to appreciate in there, just not as much as I wanted. Yeah. I, it really is definitely uh, a product of the times. So, yeah, absolutely. So, there are going to be things that just do not age well. and uh, Exactly. But yeah, I, I feel that. For the most part, there's enough in it to keep you engaged. But yet, like I did say, chances are if you are unaware of the franchise, you're probably not going to pick this to watch at this oh, point. Yeah. No, there's so much more sophisticated writing and action now that it's not going to hold up in the same way like if you went back and watched a a studio genre, you know, or studio era film from the 1930s, 40s. It's like, if you don't already have an appreciation for that, it's not going to work for you, probably. No, definitely not. When people nowadays think of Scarface, they think Al Pacino. They don't think (laughs) of the original Scarface, which I personally think would better. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) You're not alone. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, so... Unfortunately, so there it is, honey. I shrunk the kids to Scarface in under an, yes. in an hour. <laughs> we did it. We Yay. said we couldn't. <laughs> they said we couldn't, and we did it. Yes, and uh, they also said we shouldn't, and they were probably right. uh, uh, they, yeah, definitely <laughs> right. Uh, oh, anything to add here, Paul? <laughs> uh, I don't think so. The only thing I I would probably add here, not really to do with this film, but just uh, a a general thing for the next year, since this is the first proper episode of the, mm-hmm. <laughs> of the new year is number one. Sorry, we didn't do a Christmas thing, but yeah, I have a baby now. First Christmas. Yes. Back <laughs> like, off people. Paul yeah, has a baby. It, it wasn't going to happen. So there you yeah. go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, I, I feel that the way we've been doing this show for the past year, I've been really enjoying it, and I really like some things that come out of it. So I believe yeah. we're going to be continuing on in this vein for at least a little while longer. Yeah. And yeah, I, if I could just add to that briefly, um, 
much in the way of, yes, you are a busy family man now. So the podcast has to change, and I love the changes we're making. Um, I will apologize if you're looking for newer releases. Um, there are plenty of great podcasts out there that we can recommend you to that you can find. Um, but we just aren't going to be able to see a movie weekly and review it. It's just not how <laughs> things are going to work out for us. Uh, mostly Paul. <laughs> yes, mostly me, unfortunately. But, so, so, no, and but that's fine. Um, but yeah, so we change, and that's uh, we just hope you're still able to appreciate the content we can give you here. Um, there's thousands of movies to choose from, and we're happy to, to do the ones that, that we connect with or for whatever reason we review. Um, yes. But yes, just don't be looking for every single new release to come out from us because that's just not going to be happening in the future. Yes, and uh, for instance, obviously, probably the biggest one that we haven't done is Rogue One. And mm-hmm. the big reason for that was that there was no way I was going to get to the cinema to see it anytime soon mm-hmm. after it came out. And we didn't want to be one of those podcasts that waits a month and a half and then does it because you've already listened to everyone else okay. give their opinion. So yeah. that's it. Basically, right. we will and, be playing this by ear for the next year. All right. And for the people that have hugged in this far, I will give you a seven-second review on La La Land. I know Paul hates musicals. La La Land is fucking amazing. If you haven't seen it, why haven't you seen it? It's amazing. Go see it. Go see it again. It's awesome. All right. Yes, that was my La La Land review. Yes, I I know I hate musicals, but based on, I believe, everybody else's opinion, I might need to see this one. You you should. (laughs) It's so, not as song-heavy as most. So. All right. Well, I'll tell you yeah. what. The month it hits Netflix, we will just do it then. How about that? Oh, you are on, <laughs> sir. Air right. handshake on that one. Okay. <laughs> yes, the, uh, the Todd high five. Yes. Uh, <laughs> All right. I think it's uh, time to bid everyone adieu. Definitely. Say F off yes. into the lovely evening. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I yes. I'm, I put things so eloquently. I know. Oh. Uh, so to reiterate uh, what we said at the beginning, like just find us on social media. Just search Blockbusters. We're there. Like we love interacting with pretty much anyone through social media or even <laughs> email if you want. It, we're up yep. for anything. And also like. Uh, we hope that you enjoy us, and if you do, please, please, please do rate us on iTunes or your po- podcast streaming service of choice, just because the more reviews we get, the more likely it is that other people will end up finding us. So Yes. yes. And this could be fun, interesting people we want to have on the show, or talk, who knows. Who yeah. knows exactly. So, just, and, yeah. And also, get us out there. Uh, I would like to point out that uh, we have never, not once, done an ad. Like, you might not have yeah. thought about that, but we have been 100% ad-free for our entire run. So, uh, so if you just give us some stars for that. With that being said, thank you, Squarespace. <laughs> Wait, no, never mind. <laughs> yes, no, this ad run brought to you by Burger King. Uh, no. <laughs> yes, so ad-free, free-free. Yes. And uh, with that, I think we shall bid you all farewell for now. So I've been Paul. Thank you. I've been Brian. Bye, guys. Goodbye.